What can you say? Another excellent week for the Cubs. We talk about it next. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of the Locked On Cubs community by following on your preferred audio platform. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. We're pleased to be with you whenever and wherever you may be listening on a another start of the week here on a Monday as the Cubs split two games with the Cardinals in London, winning 9-1 to one on Saturday and losing 7-5 on Sunday. Despite the loss Sunday and how it happened, which we'll get to, it was another excellent week for the Cubs as they went 5-1 and one on the week. Now 11 and 3 since June 9th, two games under 500, and firmly in the mix in the NL Central at three games back. Sam, how are you feeling about the Cubs right now coming out of this weekend? Um, I'm feeling like if they just didn't play on Sundays, they'd be up five games in the Central. Yeah, wow. Um, two wins w- on Sundays, still. So. It's interesting. We we just chatted a little bit about this off the air, and I actually think it's worth bringing up on the air. It's a totally different animal when you record right after a game versus when you have a little bit of time to breathe. And initially, after this game, I was very frustrated, like everybody should be. This was a game the Cubs should have won. They didn't win, and the main reason they didn't win is a player that's not supposed to be playing at said position ruined the game at that position. However, I also said on this very show one week ago, almost to the exact time, right. that three and two would be solid, and I would absolutely adore a four and one week. And they had a four and one week, wow, and they yeah. did they did so in fairly dominant fashion. Uh, it wasn't a really particularly close four and one outside of the one defeat that they had. And so, you know, and I, I think I could be wrong on this. I think they were four or four and a half out. Last week at this time, now they're three out. So they chipped another game and a half or so off the race. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the London stuff, like, and we'll, and we'll get to the to the loss today. There's no question about that. I'm also going to get to the, the giveaway winners uh, yes. that I have later. But two-game series are weird. I, I feel like, like at it's least – It's not se- really a series. Yeah, I feel like at least 70% of the time you're just going to split. It's like a doubleheader. It split, is what it right, is. Right. And – um you know, there, there was a lot of good developments this week. I mean, Steele was outstanding um, on Saturday, and Morell got heated up again. Hap found his power, you know, uh, uh, in Europe, which was nice to see. Which you sort of predicted on Friday. Yeah, I was I was begging for it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say predicting. I would just say, please, for the right. love of everything, right. just, just hit some homers, him or Suzuki. And Su- Suzuki went oh for the trip in Europe. So that right. was... Uh, you know, I'm starting to get really disheartening, frustrated. Um, yeah. But overall, very good. And, you know, it's 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 shaping up 
and I hope that this is, that it, that it turns out to be a three-team race in the Central between us, Milwaukee, and Cincy. And you have you did your job. And, and the cool part is about winning 11 out of your last 14 is yeah. you're, we're not in the mode now where every loss is a killer. It's let's now we can go back to how we were in April. Let's just keep winning series. Go four and two this week again in two home series, and you're in good shape. So overall, good things. Uh, we'll talk about the the frustrations from today, but that's where I'm at. Uh, where are you at? Yeah, there was a day last week where Jed Hoyer and David Ross were both asked about getting out of the the hole, and Jed Hoyer said. We got to do exactly what we're doing, winning four or five in a row, get out a big run. And then David Ross is always like, oh, take it day by day. Right. So it's interesting. Those guys, as much as they work together, kind of how different their messaging has been. Sure. But they're doing exactly what Jed Hoyer said. And in order to get out of a 10 games under 500 hole, you have to be you have to win 11 out of, out of 14, which is exactly what they've done. Right. Um, I've cooled off dramatically since the game on Sunday morning um, was very excited after the, the absolute thrashing of the Redbirds on Saturday, that it's not even nine 30 in the morning and the Cubs are up four to nothing in, in, in the Sunday game. Um, and, and then they let seven unanswered to, to I was, St. Louis. I was still in bed. Yeah, exactly. No, like literally. Okay. I was watching the game in my bed. Right. Right. And, um, but I, I feel good. I feel good. I, I like revisiting what we said the previous Monday, you know, five games in a week, which is really unique. Yep. And they win four out of five, which is outstanding. Um, Justin Steele, six strong again Saturday. Ian Happ, two homers, as the, the Northsiders put on an absolute show that day. In the 10 games, Sam, since the Cubs returned home from their long West Coast trip uh, back on June 13th, Ian Happ is sitting 316, 395 on base, along with three homers, three doubles, two triples, and 14 uh, batted in. So I hope that's the pivot for him the rest of the way. Keep it going. Need those uh, guys to hit. Yes. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. Not a coincidence also that Nico Horner's really turning it up. As, yeah. he, as he goes, this offense goes. It's it's kind of like the old Dexter, Dexter yes. Fowler, you know? Um, so that's not a coincidence. Right. And then on Sunday, uh, they started strong again, but were but were upended after scoring those four in the top of the first. Allowed, we're ready to get to this game, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 No, this is let me this is your program. So <laughs> if you'd like to just skip around, do that. I'd like to do like 25 <laughs> seconds on what you thought of the whole London experience. Oh, yeah, that's I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Here. No, but you know uh, just win. The London experience was fine. Yeah, fine. It wasn't it didn't like blow me away. <laughs> I was into it and I liked I, that they had the exclusive national window both days, but yeah, well, I it thought was, it was fine. I thought Michael K and A Rod. Oh, it was you, just oh, it was reprehensible. The broadcast. It was so. Let's let's transition to Saturday. Sunday. The broadcast was fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did a lot of like national baseball talk, and 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 it's a national game, so they right, have to. Right, right. But let's just let's transition into Sunday because before we get to the big the big event, the Cubs had two on one out. I think it was the eighth, top eight. Yep. 7-4 game. Uh uh Bellinger. And Palante was pitching for the yeah. for the Cardinals. 
Bellinger and Talkman up, right on left, and you're feeling like they're going to have good swings. And and Michael K and A Rod had no idea what yeah. was happening. They were they were talking about everything but the event of the game. And then Bellinger ropes one to right, right at a guy, and Talkman ropes one to left. And these guys, you if you weren't watching and you were just listening, you would have thought it was nineteen to four St. Louis. Yeah, the game was over to them. Yeah. They were. <laughs> Ter- like it was honestly inappropriate what Michael K was doing. He was mispronouncing countless player names. What do you call Madrigal? Madrigal? Yeah. What is this? What? What? Alzali. Oh, he said Alzali. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> the last six outs, I listened to the radio. Right. No, and yet, and then A Rod has that fake laugh. No, A Rod. Apparently, Gomes had a terrible call on him in the ninth inning. Um, it was man on second, no out, three one count to him. He was, and he would have walked, tying run up, and it was like at his head. They called the strike, and Ross. There was just a shot of Ross just pouring seeds into his mouth. Oh, jeez, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but no, it, it made me long for for the radio call. For man, sure. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, today. Bottom of the second is where things turned in Sunday's contest, Sam. Uh. Bases loaded, two outs, still 4 nothing at this point. Yep. Tommy Edmond hits a ground ball. I'm going to try to paint a picture here. Tommy Edmond hits a ground ball to the right side in between first and second. Trey Mancini starting at first, forgets, and I'm going to editorialize at some points, including right here. Mancini oh. apparently forgets about Horner's range and begins to vacate his first base spot. As he does that, Horner is sprinting to his left and not only fields the grounder easily, he has momentum towards the first base back, so much so that he just underhands the ball. As he's doing that, Mancini is still, because he vacated his spot, retreating to the first base back. And as the ball is in the air and Mancini's foot hits the base, this dude inexplicably attempts to make a bare hand catch, drops the ball, everyone's safe. Cardinals eventually score seven, and the Cubs lost that game. So the only thing I'd like to uh, refute in that in that thing is I, I think you're selling it like it was really far in between first and second. It was a clear – like, yes, Horner had to take a couple steps to his left – but there wasn't one second oh, where so I it was thought even, he was even not even as much in the hole as you thought. Yeah, I don't think there was one second where That's anybody fine. watching the game thought that that was the first baseman's ball. And well, then somebody, where's he going? Somebody tweeted at me and said, Right when the ball was hit, somebody from the Cubs doubt, dugout shouted cover, and that's what caused Mancini to go over there. Anytime a ball is hit to the right side at, at a high level, you're going to yell at the pitcher to go cover first. Like oh, that's just oh, it's basic stuff. Yeah, so that that had no implication of it. It was a combination of a guy who's really struggling defensively, who overreacted to the ball, and then most people would have the athleticism to get back to first in time, but he's just right. not a very athletic guy. And look, we must say, if Strowman gets out Donovan after that, different ball game. Strowman did not pitch well today. He got hit hard. If if you want to be an optimist, you could say, hey, he was probably due to get hit hard at some point. Probably better for him that that it was a bunch of unearned runs and he came out early and then maybe next start he'll be fine. Um, 
Mm -hmm. But this totally changed the complexion of the game. And here's my thing on it. Trey Mancini, great guy. Been through a ton in his life. 100%. Has a ton of respect of mine. Um, There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to go after him. This is a David Ross mistake. Um, And it has been a David Ross mistake since April 9th, Matt. I tweeted out a clip from our show April 9th when yours truly, and then you had a great ending quote to it, yours truly said, this is April 9th, this is eight games in. It's obvious Mancini can't play every day, and he can't. He, he should DH. And then you chimed in and goes, it's pretty clear he's only can be a DH. And he hasn't done that well either, but he did have a big hit on sure. Sunday. Um, and the thing that I don't like about the Cubs, if you were to tell me what's unlikable about the Cubs, it's this very situation right here. Cody Bellinger is, quote, under the weather. So Ross is making it seem like that's why he's not playing. Remember, Cody Bellinger hits lefties better than he hits righties. So there's no reason to platoon him at first base at this point. And then in the third inning, Bellinger enters the game after the Mancini mess up. So why didn't he just play the game? And when you have your best pitcher who is competing for a Cy Young Award, who is competing to start the All-Star game for the National League, Don't worry about little bits of offense. Have your best defensive lineup out there. That's why Tucker Barnhart, that's that's become Stroman's guy. There was a a lefty going. Jan Gomes smashes lefties. He sat down because the priority when Stroman pitches is Stroman. So you need to have your best defensive group. And first base for the Cubs has been a disaster. Nothing short this season of a complete and utter disaster. And Mancini's a big part of it. Jed Hoyer deserves a ton of blame. I had plenty of Astros people in my DMs when that got announced saying, good luck, he is sure. done. Um, that's a miss on Jed. And, and Ross continues to um, you know, perpetuate the situation. And it costs him a game today. And if you have one nitpicky thing about this team right now at 37 and 39 is – Every part of their metrics still say they should be about five, six games better. They're, they have by far the best run differential in the Central. And it's, Easily, not like, yeah. and it's not like they lose every close game. They've been winning a good amount of them lately. They lose a lot of these games because of decision-making on the margins. And, and you know how I feel about that, so I'll just leave it there. Unfortunate. Def, have some genuine feel for Mancini, too. And I don't care that he's making $14 million over two years. These Trust me, these guys aren't like, Oh, I made a bad play. I don't care. I'm making a lot of money. I'm sure he's genuinely disappointed with himself. And um, yeah, he had a, a great quote after the game. Oh, what was it? I didn't see it. That he owned up to it. He said, "It was a great trip out here, and I'm sorry to the fans for ruining the second game." Yeah. So um, tough. And I think this team. I'm, I'm I'm thrilled they have a day off on Monday. Just get back in a nice routine and come back Tuesday against Philly. I believe they're facing Southball Ranger Suarez and yep. get back on the W total. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I, I would I would add two things and, and serve a, a little bit of disagreement. Just yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Disagree you know, since Bellinger returned ten days ago, he I'll has not started at first against a lefty. Right, and and at some point, when is it on the player? Right. You know, he, he's continued to start against lefties. He just has to catch the ball, and that's on him. Right. That's on him as the player. But it wasn't a catch. It was the whole thing. 
It was right. he didn't know where to go. It's the unathletic. He remember in the first inning he caused Swanson an error. That ball should have been caught on a fly. It should have. It should have. He, and he he, he should be out there. The problem I think is just it. My instinct to say the problem is beyond Ross because five days ago on Wednesday's matinee at the Pirates, Mancini collided with Mark Leiter Jr. He had two awful plays in a matter of days. Uh, MLJ falls on his left arm, right. somehow avoids a catastrophic injury, and then there's Sunday's play. So here, here's here's the thing. Because Mancini, by the way, not an everyday first baseman. Did you know he hasn't been an everyday first baseman his whole career? You don't say. He has never played more than 77 games at first in a single year. This is his seventh year. Well, it's hard to tell. Cubs have been a massive failure at first in 2023. Eric Hosmer is not here. Matt Mervis is in AAA. Now he's dealing with a thumb injury, by the way, that's been kept secret. Cody Bellinger is only there now because he is returning to full-time action. He's a gold glove set. He's a gold glove center fielder that has to play first because you yeah. don't have anybody. They're proceeding with caution. Yeah, maybe that maybe it was out of need, you know, for, for the most part. But, you know, Mancini's role moving forward, it's just like you shrug. But I, I guess you could DH. I guess you could pinch it. But two years, 14 M's with this guy. But let me ask you this. Don't you feel like all the mistakes, like the stuff with Leiter Jr., that not at this point he is telling you he can't play there, so continuing to run him out there, is you don't think that's on the skipper? Like when I, when I evaluate player versus manager, I think Suzuki's a great example. Suzuki is an example of a player not performing right now. Right, right. And there's nothing Ross could do about it. Sure, he can move him down in the order. What's that going to – like, this is a guy that has all the tools to be a good hitter. He needs to hit. Mancini just – he can't do it. He's not an yeah. athlete anymore. You're asking him to do something that physically he's not good enough to do anymore. And, and, and that's where I just think it becomes a, a decision-maker's thing. It's like with Hosmer. After about six weeks, it's like – I'm not mad at Eric Hosmer. He's he's not good enough. Stop putting him there. That, that that's why I get what you're saying. That's where I'm at. Like, you know, Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Seiya Suzuki. Those guys have to hit, and it doesn't matter what Ross does. Like, sure, there's better ways, in my opinion, to optimize the order for success. But at the end of the day, if those guys don't hit, that's they're not going to be good, and that's not Ross's problem. But Mancini is a margin guy. There's no reason to force him out there. And enough of this. Stop trying to make failed contracts work. They did right. it far too long with Hayward. It's okay to say, hey, this one didn't It was work. a bad deal. You don't have to force him out there because of what the number right. next to his name says. We, we failed on this signing. Yeah, it's, it, it's, and it's all over sports. This is, this is a thing. Like, hey... It, it got messed up. We're in a pennant race right now. Man, does that feel good to say? Yeah. And, and we should be two games out, not three, because we're forcing a guy to play. Like, right. And by the way, if Bellinger was legitimately under the weather, put like a Maya Well, there. he played, but he yeah. played. Yeah. but but He came but, in later. Yeah. And did I – sorry, it's been a long day. I mentioned that that bothered me that they said he was under the weather and he was in the third inning. I said that, right? Well, they said it pregame. Yeah. They said pregame like he was under the weather because he wasn't going to play, and they put him in three innings in. Uh, that just bothers right. me. No, it's another weird thing with them. Yeah, it's no, it's the only thing so, this year so that's like this severely point, unlikable. They're so all Tuesday, live. They play a lefty. 
Bellinger's going to be there, right? Well, if he isn't, you know, you could do the show after yourself because I won't be watching. Um, or maybe with Politis. Yeah. No. And yeah. and and I saw a great tweet. I, I don't remember who it was from, but somebody's like, all right, Ross just said Bellinger's under the weather. That could mean he plays today or it could mean he's out for six months. Because yeah, I, I mean, they, yeah, they just they just give us nothing. Well, yeah, they don't have the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, but yeah, it's frustrating. I feel for Mancini. He's a super. I remember last year he had a great interview. I think it was during the playoffs or the World Series where he was really struggling, and he's mm-hmm. like, "This is so hard. It hurts. I want to come through so bad." You feel for him. Yeah, but, of course. But this. But he can't do the job right now. Yeah, this isn't. This is the big leagues. Feeling for him, you know, doesn't win you games. All right, coming up next, we're going to preview the rest of the week and go over a little bit of what's next, including the uh, tickets announcement from Sam. And we do that next. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. The next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the eBay Motors My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Cubs play the Phillies at 7.05 p.m. Central Tuesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs, or tune into Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. Cubs have an off day Monday before beginning a six-game homestand Tuesday. Three with the Phillies and three with the Guardians. On Tuesday's episode, we will preview the Phillies series, maybe go over a possible roster move or two the Cubs can make before they return to action. And uh, we'll plan on being live after one of those games of the series uh, as well. All right, Sam, what else do you have for us here to begin a week? And then we'll announce the, the tickets. Oh, well, that's pretty much it. Uh, All right, fantastic. I... um. Four and two is my goal for this week. Okay. So yeah. I think that's pretty fair. And, uh, you know, they got to keep making ground. And, you know, the, the we'll talk about it more uh, uh, tomorrow. The Phillies and, and Guardians, it, those are interesting series because the, they're, they're teams that are right in the Cubs bubble. Right, of, on the cusp. Yeah, and I think both teams going into the year have had bigger aspirations than the Cubs. But they're all, the same, they're all in the same spot. So. Yep. Cubs already played Philly. They beat Philly one, two out of three. So, so they got to pan back, but yeah. So uh, if you are new to the show, which none of you are, I had a little bit of a little Twitter gaffe earlier this week. So I decided to give two people tickets. The way I did it was, is Matt helped me out a lot and and let me know that before first pitch, there was 274 uh, people that tweeted, um, for me, and what I basically did was, is I counted the first 274 because you go wow. down, it goes in order. It's yeah. actually like it's actually like took me like like 15 minutes, um, and yeah. Then, and then I just randomly picked, and it worked out. It, 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 I picked one person that's literally an everydayer, 
Yeah. And then one person who I haven't talked to before, but I, I saw her cool. Twitter and she has a pretty big Cubs Twitter presence. So it worked out. The winner, I'm not going to announce their last names, sure. obviously. We'll reach uh, out to them. Yeah. The announce, the winners are going to be Brady and Melissa. So they're each going to get two tickets to a game of their choice. And, and I'll DM you, I'll DM them and I'll announce it on Twitter too publicly about, you know, yep. we'll do like bleachers or something like that. And, do the logistics, but yeah, those are the uh, winners, Brady and Melissa. I will tweet out at some point, probably like late afternoon tomorrow. Um, with I will tag them in it so then they know. Um, and then I will go from there with the DMs. But yeah, we will definitely be doing other giveaways before the year ends. And hopefully, hopefully, this time when I tweet about it, I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> that okay. would be really helpful because. Sure. Lord knows in the last however many hours I've had people come up to me and say, Sam, can I get some tickets? And I go, ha, 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 right, right. everything stinks. But the Cubbies are in the race, and everybody watching this show should be watching every single game that they can because it is, what's the date? It'll be June 26th when you're listening to this, and the Cubs are still very much alive. Absolutely, they are, and uh, exciting week ahead. Cubs have not announced their probables, but the Phillies have Suarez, Nola, and Walker. Have you noticed before we get off air how many different Cubs players people think you look like? No. You've gotten three main ones. Do you know the three? Hendricks? Yeah, which which is the one that I really don't see. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you I think I look like more more like Kyle Hendricks than you. Hendricks is one. There's there's a number one. The number one? Yeah, the, the you're missing the guy that they, I've seen the most. Oh, I'm having a brain freeze. Not not Cole Franklin. No, he's a Brazilian catcher. But I had a mustache uh, when we opened the show yeah, last July. He's a Brazilian catcher on the Jan Gomes? Club. Yeah, people say you look like Jan Gomes, like a decent amount. That's the one that's the most accurate because of the chin. Sure, you, sure. you got like Which a very I strong... I believe somebody said. Yeah, no, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no, a lot of people said that. And then the third one's very flattering. It's more pronounced uh, on camera. It's come up twice in the last few weeks. Chris Bryant. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's come up twice. So wow. Bryant... Hendricks and Gomes, ironically, none of those gentlemen look alike. So, <laughs> on that note, so there's the internet for you. Yeah, on that note, enjoy your Monday afternoon. Shout out to the Everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week. And you can become an Everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure get to some hit Arby's the subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. Sam, 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. We just crossed it today, player. Oh, did we really? Yeah. Oh, cool. 4,000. Oh, should we should we make like a post? Or? Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. Yeah, Yeah, like tag me in that. All right, sounds good. All right. I'm Apple, hungry, Spotify, though. wherever you get your podcast on the audio side and streaming on SiriusXM. Certainly been a journey here. Yeah. For Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Let's see if the Cubs could stay in the mix this week. This is Locked on Cubs.